Are you guys ready to talk about the Primal RC Raminator? I know I am. Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Tony Cece. Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast brought to you by Venom Power. Venom batteries have been powering my RC cars for the last five years, and uh, I stand behind their batteries and their chargers, and um, I'm thankful that they've come alongside and uh, are standing by me as well. So um, thanks for tuning in again, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about the Primal RC Raminator, and uh, it's been a year since I first saw it, almost a year, and I finally have one. And uh, it's here at the CCXRC studio, and we're out there taking it off the big send-it ramp already. Uh, but, man, I just want to talk about the quality of this thing, you guys, what I'm seeing, the experience that I'm having, and just try and kind of bring that to you. If you haven't seen it in person, it's hard to describe, but I'm, I'm going to try my best with words to just kind of talk about the joy that I feel driving this thing and how awe-inspiring looking at this thing is and the just the machining that's gone into it. It's just something to behold as far as the RC car goes. It's monstrous, first of all. It's just so big that it's really hard to put into words. When you see how it dwarfs a low C5T, you kind of get an idea. A low C5T looks like a 10th scale truck next to this almost. So it's it's pretty massive, and um, it's it's so much metal as well so it's 80 pounds this thing is so you know getting it off the table after i built it was a bit of a beast i know getting it into the car is going to be uh, a lot of fun and you definitely don't want it to break down on you in a way that you have to carry it out <laughs> long distances so i think there's going to be limits to how far i drive this away from either my house or my car uh, you know, if I have to go in too far to run it, we may not be running it because uh, if you have to carry this out, it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty, pretty difficult to do. So, um, yeah, I want to just talk a little bit about this. Like I said, I saw it for the first time down at the no limit world finals. It's uh, RC monster truck world final race at diggers dungeon home of the grave digger. And they brought it down to basically do a demo and show everybody what, uh, what they had built and, it was impressive to say the least. It won uh, one of the uh, show and shine awards. Dennis Anderson thought that um, just the machining on it was beautiful, and um, you know it definitely stood out <laughs> in the the uh, sea of RC monster trucks that were there at the uh, the show and shine. There were hundreds of them, and it definitely stood out. Not only because of how big it was, but because of the quality of the uh, the machining on this thing. So. Um, it's a six piece modular, I think it's five millimeter thick CNC aluminum chassis and it's running, uh, a 49 CC, uh, two stroke motor, but, um, it's got like disc brakes on there that are just, you know, I've been having some issues with, and the braking is kind of the one thing that I've had problems with since I got it. 
And um, I'm trying to work out some of the details there because you definitely want this thing to stop. When it gets rolling, it needs <laughs> it needs a little bit of work to get it to stop and slow down. But um, so the initial build, it comes almost like 90% built when you get it in two huge boxes. Uh, axles are pre-built and uh, most of the truck is pre-built except it doesn't have the axles and drive shafts on it and it doesn't have the sway bars. So it went together actually pretty quickly um, to put all of those things on and then um, get it ready. But you also have to do the brakes uh, and the brake wire and uh, run that to the servo. And I ended up somehow burning up my brake servo during all of the, the setup and um, I turned it on. I had already set it to 83%. I was following the manual because with something like this you do. And uh, I read all of the manual and got it together and set my EPA down to 83%, turned it on. I was testing the kill switch, which does engage the brake. Um, and then especially if you turn off the controller first and you check it, it, um, it really locks the brake up to, uh, if you got to run away and you lose controller, uh, transmitter signal, it'll just lock up the brakes to, uh, to stop the truck. But I don't know, maybe I did that and it stayed on for too long before I flipped the power off or I don't know. But, um, when I turned it back on, the the brake servo wasn't working, and it when I finally took it apart and smelled it, it, it smelled like it burned up. And other um, servos that I tested on it worked, but they are in a reverse basically, and so it was a little bit of a pain to get it to work. I had to get a servo reverser signal reverser cable to um, to do it because the Spectrum and the Sandbox servos rotate the opposite way. And because on a Y to other servos, a, a, um, a Y lead, I don't know, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but a Y harness uh, back to the receiver, it uh, I can't do it in the controller to reverse it because then it reverses the throttle and that doesn't work. So anyway, I had to reverse it in line and uh, was able to do that eventually and got it worked out. One of the other problem was getting the brake cable through the little servo horn that they have for braking. And uh, I thought maybe if I cut the wire, it would slide through easier uh, because there was a little bit of solder at the end holding it together. I thought maybe that was hanging up. Dumb idea. I should have just taken it off and drilled it out. That's what ended up working. Just make the hole a little bit bigger on the, um, the braking horn, servo horn. And uh, it was easy. Good to go. But, um, now the brakes, I think they're just loosening up from being used, and I just need to tighten down a few of the little screws so that it's really clamping down on the, the brake. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, it is a beast, and seeing it drive and hearing it run is amazing. Uh, in the beginning, tuning it was kind of problematic, and it wasn't actually the tuning it that was the problem. It turns out that it was vapor locking at the gas tank, and so it was bogging down on me all the time um, as I was trying to kind of break it in. And then uh, Gary from Boundary RC told me it sounded like it was vapor locking. I'm like, dude, it was because it wouldn't even start at one point. But I, I took the gas cap off to see how much gas was in. And then after that, it started up. And I didn't put two and two together until Gary mentioned it. And then I'm like, dude, that's totally what's going on. Um, and so went down and uh, drilled a little hole in the, the cap, the little rubber um, ball in the cap and uh, it was good to go. Um, it is a large fuel tank uh, 
you can go for a couple hours almost on it. Definitely over an hour of runtime, I think, in the, the gas can, gas tank for sure. Um, it's running dual servos up for the steering. The way that they've done that is pretty amazing uh, for the fine tuning that you've got right there at the servo horns. Um, really clever design there. The axles are just beefy, two feet wide, <laughs> basically. They're they're uh, they're super wide axles, and uh, they're like as long as a, I, I think it's Kevin Talbot that showed it next to a slash, and it was like as long as a slash was just the axles, which is crazy. Uh, but there's metal parts throughout on this thing from the um, the axles to the uh, the actual uh, chassis itself and um, the brakes, you know, it, just all throughout the axle, axle tubes, um, diff cases are, are aluminum, transmission case. Uh, it's a chain-driven truck, uh, dual chain drive, uh, but it's a single speed. And, um, you know, a lot of people are getting the upgraded engines for these. And uh, I definitely see the power that they're getting um, from them. And uh, definitely is something I want to look into in the future. But overall, like the people that are saying that it runs so slow, I think it's partly an optical illusion because of how big the truck is. The tires don't seem to spin as fast, but the tires are bigger, so they don't need to rotate as fast to go fast. Um, it's not breaking any you know, RC speed records for sure. But when you're controlling something this big, it's kind of terrifying uh, at first. And you don't want to hit anything because it'll destroy it or itself is what I'm worried about. I haven't, you know, destroyed anything on it yet to know that. But that's kind of the fear is, you know, as I'm, it's so big too, like going into a driveway, trying to make sure you're, you're squared up on it, especially if you're looking at it down the road at an angle and all that, and you're trying to make it in the driveway. It can be a little bit terrifying, um, but you start to, to gauge how it's working and driving, and it's very, very amazing. Uh, the handling is very impressive on it. Uh, it's stiff, that's for sure. The shocks are stiff, um, and it sits a little bit high, so definitely is something I'm going to work on is dropping it down, um, but I, I'll have to redo the sway bars to do that. So I saw what Kevin Talbot did. I don't have the welding capabilities to do that. But that definitely is an option is finding somebody to help with that. Um, and hopefully they'll just be coming out with uh, a shorter brace that we can buy. Um, that would be ideal. Um, but I like what Matthew Mortillo has done. He's even added a little bit of angle to his uh, shocks to help um, with the dampenings for uh, on compression and all that. So uh, anytime your shocks are running this upright, it does make it a little bit more stiff. Uh, is what I find. So um, it would be nice to get a little bit more angle to them if, if possible. Uh, what else? What else do I want to talk about with this truck? We did take it off the send it ramp. It did well. It bounced, uh, rolled it a couple times, and uh, didn't break anything. So that's great. I thought at one point I, I had messed up the whole front end. I thought I was going to break the front um, passenger side tire off. Uh, wheel off because of the landing and it just literally tore up the yard but kept on going so luckily I was on grass and it the grass gave way because <laughs> it could have been bad but um I definitely uh, think that it's going to be something that's going to climb up my list of uh, favorite RC cars very quickly because it's so impressive I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for a paint job 
And uh, at some point here, I'm probably going to go in and have it deanodized because I'm going to want to do something other than red for my uh, truck. So there will probably be some green involved and black and, uh, and white. Those are kind of my favorite go-to colors. And so we'll see something like that. I'd like to maybe get the parts anodized in black, at least the, um, the, the bumpers on the axles, I think. So we'll see. Um, like the skid plate, I guess. I don't know. It's not really a bumper, but it's protection on the axles for sure. Uh, but they're red right now, and I'd like to maybe see them be black or maybe just aluminum. But I think black would look pretty cool. But uh, anyway, guys, I'm excited about this. We're taking it out. We're trying to get as much through it. It's just it's still getting faster. It's running better the more that I run it. That motor's finally you know starting to to break in. And so I haven't done any speed tests with it yet to see what it goes stock. They say it can go 30 plus miles an hour uh, with the optional gearing. And with the gears that they give you, I think they give you four extra gears. But there's like five different ways that you can gear it um, with the, the included parts. So uh, it comes in kind of like the basher mode. And that's where I'm going to keep it. I'm not planning to change out the gears or go for top speeds or anything like that with it uh, because I want it to feel like a monster truck. And so people are saying my yard's too small for it. And I say um, arenas are too small for monster trucks to race in, but they do it there anyway. So um, freestyle and stuff. So uh, same thing, you know, you get to the wall, you got to stop, you got to put the, you know, put it in reverse sometimes. And uh, you know, that's, a, that's part of the, uh, <laughs> the experience. And so I will be working on trying to get some more jumps and stuff out of dirt in the backyard here in the future. And um, hopefully this spring work on a, a little bit more in the backyard now and get it going. So um, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. Uh, we'll be hopefully interviewing uh, Dan for an upcoming episode to talk about the truck, you know, what inspired it why so big and uh, all of that kind of stuff and hear from him. Uh, I do have two people lined up that I'm going to be uh, interviewing this week on the podcast. And so uh, one of them Thursday night, one of them Friday, and uh, we'll have them come into the show uh, for you soon. So uh, we've got JTRC is one of them that uh, unless, you know, schedules can always change, but one of the people we'll be talking to and then rich from the RC network. So that's coming up. You guys we will be lining up more here in the future. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Have fun RC and 